Dating Club. I'm Yasuha. I'm Tomoka. Hi! It's been <laughs> a while since we've had a last episode, but today is another day. We have a unique guest on our show.、Um, he's my friend from high school and also my best friend. But happened to be my boyfriend too. <laughs> so please welcome Andrew. Hello. Hello, everyone. I'm Andrew. Surprise. Yes, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> Sorry for all those listeners out there who may have been hopeful, but she's taken. <laughs> I have been finally able to actually talk to you. I heard about you for like five years from the first time. I think from the Pretty much from the first time I've met Yasuha san. And then I've seen you peek out the door to give her coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> and I've seen you in pictures, but I've never seen you move, like actually move, you know? So I'm really thrilled about this. I'm so excited too to finally meet you <laughs> virtually. I've Heard so much about you. I've listened to your, I know your voice because I've listened to your pod, to the podcast.、Wow. And yeah, Yasa has told me a lot about you since you've met. Like, I'm so excited that I've met, made a new friend who is also c o m i n g So, very excited to be here to talk with In Between Club. Yes. And、right. the reason why we have Andrew here with us today is because he's a TCK. And he's actually a second generation TCK. So we wanted to you know, ask him questions, learn about his perspective and experience of being a second generation TCK.、Mm-hmm. First, can we like hear about how you guys met and how this all happened? <laughs> <laughs> that, might be a, that might be a whole other episode. Yeah, that, that sounds like it's going to be a. <laughs> okay, so. Briefly, super really briefly, we'll, we'll have another episode. We can have like endless vari- variants of episodes for,、mm-hmm. these two, for these two people. So,、um, so as I said in the beginning,、uh, we're friends since high school. Yep.、Um, we've known each other since high school. And yeah, we were in the same class and we started seeing each other in high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we met when、yeah. we were 15 years old. Wow. And we started、yeah. dating when we were 17. 16, 17. Yeah. Around that. So、um, it's literally been like 10 years now, like eight, eight to 10 years now since you've gone. Yeah,、started. about like nine years. Nine years. Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> And you guys did long distance for a really long time, right? Yeah, it's pretty much the whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We were together in high school for yeah, a year and a half.、Mm-hmm. And then long <gasps> for like the next six, seven years after、yes. that. And then reunited physically together in the past year. Yes. How, how did it feel? Because you guys were like, I mean, mo- mo- like most of the time you guys were apart and then just like, And then you suddenly start, you know, seeing each other every day. 
<laughs> and then living together how how does that feel like it's 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 a huge change right even though you guys have known each other and then you guys have like talked to each other every day it's been nice I would say um I think I was kind of scared to you know be around all the time that is for me it's like strange like the only relationship I know is you know having more than 12 hours time differences and being Uh, able to exchange multiple texts during the day and that's it so it's definitely a big change but it's been you know fun um we started to you know go to the park or go shopping like what what normal (laughs) so (laughs) yeah it's definitely been getting some that we had to get used to but in a good way it's not like oh my gosh my life is different in a bad way of course not it's more of every day is a new good surprise like oh my gosh my life is different and it's Uh, really good mm -hmm. Um, and it's not like like of course we had to get used to like physically being together all the time but at the (laughs) same time it also felt very familiar and felt like home at least Mm -hmm. for me it's like a it's like a new way of living has just opened up in front of you because honestly because you guys you know you guys got to meet like a few times a year or once a year I think and then but then now you don't have a limited amount of time you can just like be 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 with each other limitlessly and it doesn't have to end yeah (laughs) so I'm really happy for you thank you (laughs) but definitely (laughs) the relation or whole relationship long distance dealing with that especially being tck and cck's there's definitely a lot of layers to that too and that could be covered yeah hours and hours of (laughs) conversations hours and hours we will definitely have a conversation about that all right so now andrew can you give us a little bit of your background yeah let me let me let me share my backstory Mm. again my name is Andrew Santos. I was born in the Philippines um, in Manila. Mm. And my, both my parents are Filipino, my mom and my dad. But um, we moved around when, while I was growing up. So I lived in the Philippines for about four and a half years um, until I was five years old. And then my family moved to Hong Kong. Mm. Um, and then we lived in Hong Kong for two years. So from five to seven years old, and then we moved to Bangkok, Thailand. Um, So I was seven years old in Bangkok, Thailand, and I lived there. My family, my parents still live there, uh, but I lived there for the next 11 years of my life from seven to 18. Um, So I went through elementary school, middle school, high school in Thailand. That's where I met Yasuha. And then... After high school, I moved to the U.S. for college. Um, I did my bachelor's, master's degrees, as well as started my career, and still here today. And my family is pretty big. Um, it's a family of five kids, so it's my parents, um, and then five children. I am the middle child. I have an older, uh, eldest brother, older sister, and then me, and then my two younger brothers, and. Yeah, I'm the middle child. My oldest brother is five years older than me, and my youngest brother is five years younger than me. So I'm really the middle <laughs> child, which has been cool. It's because um, 
my, each of my siblings' stories in terms of their cross-cultural experience is also a little different because of the different ages that we were when we moved. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, I'm currently a computer engineer. I um, work for Intel. Um, and yeah, that's, that's a little bit about me. <laughs> it's interesting because when you have four siblings and then you have quite of a age difference between them, and then you, your family has moved around the entire time, then I guess, depending on the person you ask, like there's a variant of like how many countries you've lived in your life, right? Yes, and, and how long they've lived there as well. Right. And so for example, like I, I was only in the Philippines um, for five years, but that was long enough for me to learn the language, like Filipino Tagalog. Um, so I'm pretty, somewhat fluent I'm able to speak um, and communicate in Tagalog but my younger brothers are not as able to mm. to do that um, and but and my older siblings are much more fluent than I am as well right the Philippines for longer than, than me oh right as part of my backstory too my parents I mentioned are both Filipino um, but um, their stories are completely different as well my mom lived in the Philippines her whole life she lived with her parents until she got married. Um, but my dad, as yes, I mentioned, I'm a second generation TCK, or at least I, I call myself a second generation TCK um, because my dad is actually a TCK. He grew up moving around with his family, also a big family. He has five siblings, so his family is bigger than ours. Um, and he was actually born in Jerusalem and grew up in different countries um, in Europe in South Asia, like in Pakistan. Um, and he actually only started living in the Philippines after he graduated college. Uh, wow. So he's never lived in the Philippines in, until he went to college? Until after college, actually. Wow. There were little stints here and there, but never settled in the Philippines until he graduated mm -hmm. college and started working. And then that's where wow. he met my mom. And then, yeah. So they're, they contrast each other, but I think it brings a lot of, I think it has brought a lot of balance in my family and, and in my upbringing as well in terms of the cross-cultural experience where, yes, I feel like all, like all my life I felt like a foreigner in places oh. I've been because, you know, I'm not a local, mm -hmm. but at the same time, and I, like I have no root, like I felt like I've had no roots, but at the same time, my mom um, brings the balance of, you know, she is, she's lived in the Philippines her whole life. So she was really able to influence us in the Filipino culture and bring us up in that way. Right. When your <laughs> entire life has been about being cross-cultural and then you've been moving around and then your, I don't know, your identity, your, every, your surroundings have been changing for the whole time but then when you go home and then when you see your mom like was she the person that really like kept you a you know a bit a bit of like a like a sense of stableness of like oh like I do have some established some foundation or stability foundation yeah I think more so she definitely um amongst the moving around and living in different countries um she really instilled the Filipino culture in our family. So that, that's like, yeah, as a foundation. Um, and especially like, cause even my dad, like I mentioned, he only really settled in the Philippines after college. Um, so he was also learning and, and setting 
and growing his roots in the Philippines at that time when our family was growing. Um, and so we were really learning with him too and growing with him in the Filipino culture. Um, so that's definitely one point mm -hmm. that has brought some balance. Um, but at the same time, I think my, for me personally, I've really found a lot of different communities or sought out different communities that have brought um, some balance and um, has been a strong foundation and grounding for me in my life. Um, and like I call it, or I just really just came up with it a few moments ago, but I have like four Fs, um, which is faith, food, football, and Filipinos. Mm. That sounds like him. <laughs> yeah. That's and, very and good. Those, Cause those are things that, you know, amongst all the changes in my life, mm -hmm. um, things that have either remained constant or are communities that I found um, a belonging to mm. and have brought, have been points of relation with a lot of other people. And that's allowed allow me to just connect to mm -hmm. so many people all around the world, no matter where I am. And I think part of that, seeking these communities is because of um, being a TCK mm -hmm. and not having physical roots, having a common faith with people all around the world. Mm -hmm. I know that no matter where I am in the world, that faith is the same. So I can find people that can, I can connect with in that way. Food, you know, everyone loves food. If you don't, um, I don't know who you are, but <laughs> um, <laughs> um, everyone loves food. And it's a, it's a great way. I know you, you talked about food um, with the episode mm -hmm. with Livia, which I loved. Um, so it's, you can listen to that if you want to learn more about how food connects people and cultures. Um, and football, um, it's like one of the biggest sports in the world. So wherever I am, I can find people and friends um, who can relate to that too. And Filipinos, I think, um, is also a, being a Filipino or living abroad is also, I think, a unique experience right. as mm -hmm. a TCK because um, the, the Philippines or Filipinos are one of the biggest diasporas in the world. Mm. And like I can say, I like to say that you know you can no matter where you are, you can also find Filipinos there. Mm -hmm. And so as a moving around, my family has also found the Filipino communities and have have had that as well. Mm -hmm. So those are, yeah, a few different things where I have brought balance into my life. That's interesting. Like I've never really had the concept of, you know, getting into communities and, and creating this sense of like identity or at least having a root or like a base, a foundation of something, you know, something that you can identify strongly with and feel like you are, at home or you feel comfortable with like when your sense of identity and you, and you don't have a sense of stability in who you are with your backgrounds and you know like your ethnic ethnic roots and I think that's a really significant thing that can bring you a sense of who you are when you have things that you can go back to even if it's not necessarily about like you know who you are where you came from um, what language you speak or anything like that because I've never really had that, like, I've never really had that concept. That's super powerful. Yeah. I think I, I, I'm like that. Too. I'm more like Tomoka. I, I never really had the, you know, community that it's like stable, that it never um, changed uh, regarding the locations. And um, I think it's also a factor to connect with people in a strange land, like no mm -hmm. matter where you are, no matter where you're from, like, both of you just said you have this 
like mutual interest, mutual mm. um, community activity that you can like know, like get to know each other, bond together, and all that. Being able to embrace that and not would change the experience of mm-hmm. TCK. No, ex- exactly. And I think like yeah, what Tomoka said, it had being a part of these communities and finding a home in these communities um, has really been very powerful because like I think one like being like being able to relate to the term TTK like that was definitely like a mind-blowing event like you know that's definitely one of the communities that Mm -hmm. I definitely relate with and find a home with Um, but I also feel like I think you've addressed this in your podcast that sometimes that term can be limiting limiting or um, not everyone might be able to relate to it um, so finding other things and being part of other communities mm-hmm. that people can relate to no matter where you're from, what language you speak, what you look like, um, that's truly been, you know, one of the best experiences of my life being part of those communities mm-hmm. because like, you know, I mean, it's about, it's football and football is not everything, but I know that like, you know, in my travels, like when I'm in Thailand, if there's a Liverpool game on, if I go to a bar and the game is on, I'm going to be hugging someone right next to me. <laughs> he is. He really I don't did. know where he really he's from, but we end up bonding over an, an experience, an event, and we're going to remember that. And then afterwards, we can connect and talk mm-hmm. to each other and actually find out right. who each other uh-huh. are. But we have that as a base um, without even, like, we don't start with um, judgment or looking at each other in a different way. We, at, from the beginning, we know that we're in this place for a common thing, mm-hmm. and we already mm-hmm. have that in common. And I think. I think I've expanded that and like being able to experience that made open my eyes like hey like why why can't I experience this in other things in my life mm-hmm. um, and I think after having that realization that's where I started seeking it like at first it was you know a coincidence like hey you know this is actually really great um, so I started seeking that in different aspects mm-hmm. in, including my career and like I think I was thinking about you know like why did I end up as an engineer or into STEM, like in science. And I think, you know, there's different reasons how I got there, but one of them is definitely part of this common ground thing where, you know, science and facts and knowledge can Uh, be seen as an objective universal truth. Right. And I think that's Mm -hmm. the same, you know, similar thing as, you know, we are both Liverpool fans. We know if we're here, we're both here to experience football, watch football, you know, if I meet an engineer um, or a scientist in a different country, um, but we're both working on the same technologies or or same science. Um, we're, we we can relate at that level, mm-hmm. and that's and I think that's part definitely part of why mm-hmm. I ended up in this career as well. Because no matter where you go, the science is the same. Mm-hmm. Um, the, di- the different methods are there, mm-hmm. of course. Um, there are and there's still opinions in science, but I think that's definitely part of how I ended up in STEM too. Interesting. I never actually <laughs> learned that about you. <laughs> I, th- I just came to this realization yeah. today, actually, <laughs> thinking about yeah, what to talk about. But. Interesting. I think it's especially powerful when you have that in your adolescence and in your in your childhood, because a lot of people, I guess the majority, for the majority of people, the sense of like who you are, like the identity where you're from. Mm-hmm. who you are is so comes so natural to people and for us I mean the whole concept of it isn't something that you question for a long time until you really come to like 
realize it and ask yourself about it right and then when you're a child when you're in, in your adolescence like because it's so natural to most of the people around you for cross-cultural people for a lot of for a lot of us I guess like at least for me you and you too like it's supposed to feel natural and so we don't question it like we don't really question it but then somewhere inside of us we don't really feel comfortable at any at anything that we're like categorized by other people like we're things that we're supposedly supposed to feel comfortable in and then we feel a little a sense of like not fitting in and we don't know we don't we have this like sense of instability instability mm-hmm. but then we don't know how to address it because we don't know what it is mm-hmm. and so I think yeah that's why I think it's super powerful to have something that you can say that like you can you feel like you belong to and you feel like you can you know like advance from those you know communities yeah and oh yeah I've heard that you're like a a huge like people person or at least you can uh, you can easily adapt into different cultures even though like you get into a community and then the people around you are have been raised and have been have very different backgrounds you're Mm -hmm. relatively easy to get along with those people whereas me and Yasu Hassan like we we kind of show our introvertedness at those times and be like oh I don't know how to talk to people so do you think that came natural to you yeah I think been a combination of like my circumstances my curiosity as a child I don't know if yes I was told you but like I've been a nerd all my life I loved to read I love to know random facts from around the world so I had a natural curiosity um and and a matter of circumstance I think I was lucky I think I'm I've been I and I admit I've been really lucky um and blessed in terms of my circumstances um especially and I think being a second generation TCK um comes into account for this as well because um knowing that my dad um grew up all around the world as well like, of course, you know, like you've talked about in your different episodes, there's so many struggles that we, that cross-cultural kids go through, especially in, um, in our younger years and adolescence. And of course, um, like I said, I, I feel a part of a lot of these communities, but at the same time, I don't feel like I fully belong to anyone that I mm-hmm. can't fully put myself, like who I am does not fit fully into any one of these things. Who I am is you know, a piece of me is, fits into a lot of these things, but not, it's, they're not fully me, not any one of them is fully me. And that, that counts. Um, and for every country I've lived in, I've been, I try to immerse myself as best as I can, but, um, and like you said, or as if Yasa has said, I can adapt pretty quickly. Um, I think that's true. Like no, where I've lived, um, they always think I'm from there when I, first meet people like oh are you when we're living in Thailand people always like oh are you Thai like no I'm not or when I moved to the U.S. everyone thinks I'm American uh, but no actually I'm not Um, so I've people always think or assume that I'm from there because Mm -hmm. I assimilate very quickly at the same time I'm not and I also don't consider myself as that and so yeah there is that feeling of not belonging Um, but how I've dealt with that or coped with that um, and be able to adapt is yeah I think 
seeing my dad or knowing that my dad had gone through that has definitely helped mm -hmm. because yeah. I think a difference to like your Yasuha experience in Tomoka, like um, if your parents didn't go through that either. So their experience and ex expectations, how you should live your life um, or how they see your life versus how you see your life is could be very different or has mm -hmm. been very different in different situations. But for my dad and for um, us kids, like, he's gone through it so he knows mm -hmm. what it's like to mm -hmm. live in different countries um so I never really felt the pressure or you know attrition between needing to be Filipino um or conforming to Filipino things versus the country that we were living in um because um he considered himself a nomad too and so he thought he was rootless so we're rootless mm -hmm. we're in this together mm -hmm. um right. but and like we said earlier, my mom brought that foundation. So I think I was really lucky, as a TCK, mm -hmm. I'm lucky to have yeah. that. But at the same time, it also, like, of course, there are challenges with that too, where no matter what, we still didn't have like a real physical home. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Dad moved around all his life. Our family still moves around. Um, and I was, and growing up, I was pretty, like, I think the, the jealousy was both ways. Like I was jealous of people that could say, you know, like I'm going back home in the summer in our house that we've lived in forever, mm -hmm. right. family that we've been with forever. Um, and I can't say that mm -hmm. because like, you know, my dad doesn't have mm -hmm. a real home and we mm -hmm. don't have a real home. Yeah. Um, so it's both been, but when people see me they're like, oh, you're so lucky you've lived in all these places. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, there's definitely pros and cons, um, but mm. being able to deal with it and adapt really quickly, I think having, knowing that my dad went through it has helped a lot. As a start, um, mm -hmm. so a combination of that, as well as you know, my natural curiosity. I always want to know things. So when, like, as a as a kid, I had like a believe it or not book or random facts book or encyclopedias, because <laughs> um, I wanted, because you know, going through these um, as a kid, seeing these or slowly realizing that, you know, my experience is different from this person, mm -hmm. um, and I want to know why. I want to know what experience they're having um, and how is it different um, between us? And being able to realize that young, I think really accelerated how I thought about and like my perspective on this. And I think that's why I quickly found that, you know, being able to relate with people in these communities really helped my experience. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew what I had to do to fit in. I knew what I had to do to um, make friends or connect with people in different ways but for me personally the challenge with that was like I said I didn't feel like I belonged with any one of these communities mm. and another challenge of that is I even if I felt like I had a lot of friend groups in these communities I only consider myself having a handful of real close friends mm. that really knew yeah. who I was mm -hmm. um, my Liverpool friends or my foodie friends knew that you know I love food they love food but that's pretty much it and mm -hmm. when we try to get to know ourselves deeper or try to go to get to know each other deeper that's when the the other differences come in. like oh like you're actually pretty different from me because mm -hmm. you can't uh, connect with my other experiences in life mm -hmm. um, and so that's where I really fall back to mm -hmm. this cross-cultural community as well right 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 isn't it kind of scary to actually dig deeper into friends like that like when you know you're not when you know you don't have the strongest friendships and you become friends 
<clears throat> because of like some common interest or something isn't it kind of scary to get even deeper with that because like when when you've gotten really close with one thing in specific like mm -hmm. for me at least I get kind of scared and think about like oh what if they don't like me especially when I'm like when I have a cross-cultural background that's been you know sometimes a setback I mean a lot of the time a lot of times it's been a setback for me and so when I you know form friendships like that I get a, I get kind of scared of me like what if they think I'm weird what do they think that I'm a little different and they don't want to be friends with me <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely a tough thing to deal with you know not just as a kid but yeah as you grow up as you go into adulthood you start working mm. um, it's not it's definitely not easy but um I think that's where my faith has been a really strong point in terms of mm. just how I see people because yeah it's definitely it definitely is scary <laughs> to you know try to make or connect with people at, a, at at deeper levels than just liking the same thing um but I have like I'm, I'm a pretty optimistic person and I truly believe in the goodness of people and I think like that is not an easy perspective to have um and it's not like I can say it but it's not you know actually mm -hmm. practicing it it's not easy um, for sure but it's a starting point because you know we're all human beings we're all we all go through things but at the same time yeah we're all human and I believe all of us humans are good and so if we if I do find people that have some sort of common ground with me and we're able to bond over that um, without you know actually getting to know each other at a deeper level yet that's mm. something that mm. is something and if you can if you can relate to people at that level and you can and share a meal with them things like that like why why can't you work out and anything else in life um like i said it's, it's easier said than done but that's the baseline of my inner philosophy um and i go back to that i hold on to that that even if you know i make friends with someone and we don't agree with about other things in life whether it's our our beliefs um, or politics um knowing that we can bond over some things gives me hope um, and hope is something that's very strong in me. It's very hard for that to go away in me. And what I try to do is, you know, just live my life the way I want to see everyone else live my life. That's what I try to mm -hmm. strive to do. And, and I hope to be able to inspire others to do the same because I think life is all about relationships and it's all about personal relationships. And I don't think anything can be dealt with at a top-down level like, like of course we need policy and government and all of that um, but real day-to-day -day life is dealt with human interaction and how you treat other people and I think that's what matters most mm -hmm. and if I can treat you in the way I want to be treated um, I think you can do the same and if we can do that we can work everything else out and yeah that's a lot <laughs> easier <laughs> said than done and I get I, I get emotional just saying that but mm. that's my inner philosophy and, and that's truly that belief is very strong in me and I think yeah that's something I've developed through going through a lot of challenging things in life for mm. sure but mm. that's how I deal with it at least that hits really hard actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah because I you know no, the moment you talked about, you know, being optimistic and forming relationships with people and, you know, 
having this hope that you can connect with something in common even though you don't have like the deepest relationship with them that was wow because <laughs> I don't know especially for me for at least for these few years like being cross-cultural and having to have relationships with I guess having the deepest relationships that people with people who aren't necessarily with me physically has been pretty hard like it's it I have been you know I've been through like places where you know when I wanted some when I wanted to talk about things in particular with the people that I know the most like I can't reach out to them just because we have huge time difference and we don't you know we don't necessarily know what people are doing especially when they're not physically with us what they're doing like at this time at that time you know in in the next morning or anything and so like you said depending on the perspective that you have in terms of like humanity and then people in general really I think changes the way that you even recognize those relationships that you have and you form with people even though you know it might not be you know the closest Mm -hmm. people that you can be with but yeah that hits really hard I should really (laughs) keep that in mind (laughs) it's it's not easy because like of course you're always going to have your core people you you know the people that will always matter Mm -hmm. to you most that you connect with or that's easiest to connect with at a deepest level but the truth is relationships takes work and if yeah um like there's so much conflict around the world and if you're not able to have hope in in someone else why would why should they have hope in you um Mm. that's a place to start um and i just want to be able to you know yeah help spread that um just by little things just by living the way a little more life and just how you say hello how yeah i'm I'm sure like all this you know your philosophy is the product of all your upbringings Mm -hmm. of being a second generation tck having you know special relationship with your family with your faith with your community i think all this are truly a gift that made you who you are today so yeah i think like that was like the whole life story (laughs) about you at current Mm -hmm. and i'm very yeah i'm very grateful and aware of all these different experiences and i i know that not everyone especially in yeah in the cross-cultural community too have um might think of this thing the same way as i do too and so i think being aware of what i've gone through and how being able to share my experiences have helped other people or at least now like being a little older still young (laughs) Uh, but at least not a teenager anymore and Mm -hmm. things like that I'm more aware and I guess my thoughts have matured and so I I know that what I my experience um, can be of help to other people and my thought process or my perspectives or just yeah how what's happened to me and sharing just what's happened in my life can help other people and I think part of being able to relate to and adapt to all the places I've been is to really want my wanting to also just give back or share um to share within share with the community any community i'm in whether it's at work at the liverpool bar with my faith just being able to share experiences and give that and share with the community as well has been a priority for me now like as i get older and i think that's why i've been so happy to see 
you know, you, Tomoka, and Yasuha, like, create this podcast, I think that is really, really amazing. And I just want to say that I really admire you two for being able to do this, because I know it's not easy. But I think, you know, being able to share these experiences with other people around the world, you never know who you're going to help, who you're going to touch, or whose perspectives you might change or just let them think about. Um, so I really admire you two for doing this because I've, I've never even thought about that doing that too. And so thank you for inviting me to talk and because I, I, I was nervous to put myself out. I've always wanted to, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. come up with something as well. And, but I never, you know, actually pulled the trigger and did it. But, but you two have. And I think that is amazing. And that's something to be proud of. Um, and you should that you should be proud of. Um, and that's why, you know, I always like to, whenever I have an opportunity, I like to promote, you know, listen to this podcast. Um, but yeah, so giving back and sharing to the, whatever community I'm in, in any capacity I can is a priority for me now. Yeah. I'm still learning, of course. I'm, I still make mistakes. I'm not perfect. Um, no one is, but there's always hope mm-hmm. yeah I, like that is so true i think you know power of storytelling it's something that i strongly uh, believe and that is the one of the reason why you know i always wanted to do this in between club sharing different stories experience of tck cck and other people and like from today's episode, you can already tell that, you know, there's so many different perspectives, unique experience that, you know, someone out there who are listening can relate or can learn and or feel like aha moments from this conversation. So yeah, it's been really, really fun experience <laughs> for me too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, especially lately, you know, uh, in our podcast, we've been inviting guests, right? And then, like, me and Tomoka's been very, uh, like, lucky to have all these people around us to exchange different ideas and conversation with us. So. For sure. Yeah. Like, my, my high school teacher used to say, when, when I was involved in the debate team, for our contest like my high school teacher used to say like 90 percent of what you say is how you frame it <laughs> mm-hmm. and then um at that time i only understood it as like a, a strategy for you know debating and all of that but then as i grew grow older like it comes back to me like time <laughs> to time <laughs> we're like oh yeah 90 percent of everything is how you frame it and so you know it, it's the same for storytelling like how you tell the story of what you experience of course like you have to go through certain challenges and you have to go through like processing everything before you get to actually change perspectives or you know look at something in another way that you haven't really had um in the past but I think it's a really powerful thing to do to actually try to um maybe look at the same thing that you've experienced from you know if if you were pessimistic in the past to look at it to look to at least try to look at it in a very Mm -hmm. pretty optimistic way which is something I'm just like trying to tell myself right now Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's that's really powerful and I'm very lucky to be able to you know connect with all these people and to really have a conversation about these stuff because you know even though you have people that may have gone through like 
you know no experience is similar but like in terms of like when you categorize it maybe like being cross-cultural um speaking different languages being raised in multiple cultures you have similar kind of backgrounds it's not that you can talk about these stuff with everyone right like you may just not have the opportunity you know like about timing you may just not have Mm -hmm. been able to um cultivate the relationships like that even especially when you're when you're young um you know like for me too like I've never really been too conscious about my cross-cultural background until recently so it's it I really appreciate the fact that I have these people around me and and the fact that I get to connect and I can actually talk about this forever I can keep this conversation going forever like I have so many questions and so many things I want yep. to ask there's so about. much yeah there's so right. much yeah. I can share so much more uh-huh. I can share too uh-huh. so, if I'm lucky enough to be invited back we'll see yes of course <laughs> you're like in my mind you're like the official fourth member of the <laughs> the secret behind the scene member no, but like we, we started this conversation about, you know, me being a second generation TCK and how I feel like that's really helped my or accelerated my thought process and experience. But I think, you know, yeah, and the, the power of storytelling is exactly that. And I think I was just lucky because I had my dad, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. but, you know, the, the multi-generational yeah. acceleration of this perspective, of this, these perspectives is all about storytelling. And mm-hmm. this is exactly that. You know, whoever mm-hmm. listens to this might get something from it and they might share it with someone else and um, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's already a teaser for another episode. Mm-hmm. That part. <laughs> yeah. 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 So like, you know, t- in today's episode, we were going through your life stories and then we have a lot of topics that we can dive deeper into. So <laughs> we're definitely going to come back with you in the future episodes so well let's look forward to the future episodes you guys this Uh, is just an intro (laughs) can't wait this is not about like the conversation we had or anything but just to like you know notify the listeners thank you so much for still listening to it even though we had like two months of a blank thank you (laughs) for being very irregular about you know our episodes releasing um schedules and contents on social media but we really really grateful that you're still here with us and listening to our podcast like we'll be honest like it's not the easiest time that we're going yeah. through and i think it's the same with everyone like it's it's a crazy time i mean it's very uns- it's it's a time of uncertainty even though like everything is uncertain always but like it's especially very fearful and very scary um and our releases of these episodes and our social media postings will probably not be consistent <laughs> but um we will continue to you know try to thrive and try to have these episodes that get better and better uh, every single time so please 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 keep in touch and i hope you guys will be patient with us thank you (laughs) all right as always thank you for listening and we'll we'll see each other in next episode all right goodbye